Shalom and welcome to SJL Daily. My name is Linda Handy and today's scripture reading is from 2 Kings chapters 23 to 25. Before we begin our reflection, let's just take a moment to review some background information. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, we find the genesis of the fall and eventual Babylonian exile of the people of Israel, specifically that of Judah, as we read in chapter 8, verse 1. Samuel grew old. He appointed his sons as Israel's leaders, who came to Samuel and said, Your sons do not follow your ways. Appoint a king. After consulting the Lord, the Lord said, Listen to all the people are saying to you. It is not you they are rejected, but they are rejecting me as their king. And warn them solemnly and let them know that the king who will reign over them will claim as his rights. Samuel does warn them, but in verse 19, we hear the people refuse to listen. No, we want a king. We want one like all the other nations with a king to lead us and go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard that the people said, he repeated it before the Lord, and the Lord answered, listen to them and give them a king. This is the word of the Lord. As we hear in the word, the people had, despite warning of consequence, followed their own hearts, their relevant truth, and forgotten the power and provision of the true God. In today's scripture, we hear the result of that decision. Their fate is clear and a present clarion call to us to maintain our faithfulness and reliance upon God. Let us have ears to hear. As a quick second aside, it's important to note that God's plan is not our plan, nor is his timing. While we live within a society of instant gratification, the events related to this section of scripture work themselves out over a period of centuries, from the appointment of Rehoboam as king of Judah in 928 BC to chapter 23, which happens in 836 B.C. when King Josiah purges the pagan idols from the land and continues on to 561 B.C. to chapter 25, in which we read of King Jehoiakim's freedom in Babylon. That is, incidentally, at the same time Homer was writing his poems, just to give you some historical context. Be patient in the Lord, brothers and sisters, and look for the wisdom lessons. Many of the kings of Judah were evil and did not do good in the sight of the Lord. However, the eighth king, King Josiah, was an exception. We read in 23, 3 through 20, that Josiah made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord, to keep his commandments and testimonies and statutes with all his heart and all his soul. The word of the Lord goes on to say that Josiah not only spoke his covenant, he lived it. As the scripture says, by bringing out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels made for Baal, for Azariah, for the host of heaven, he burned them, disposed priests of the false gods, broke down houses of prostitution within the house of the Lord. 
removed offerings dedicated to the sun, burned the chariots of the sun, broke down pagan altars, broke down gates to the high places, pulled down the altars in the high places. He burned Azrus. He sacrificed all the priests of the high places who were there. In short, he attempted to turn the people to, the God, to their God. He commanded all the people to keep the Passover, as it says in chapter 23, 21. For no such Passover had been kept since the days of the judges who judged Israel. In the 18th year of King Josiah, Passover was kept. Josiah goes on to put away the mediums and necromancers and household gods and idols and all of the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah that he might establish the word of the Lord, of the law. However, in verse 26, it reads, Still the Lord did not turn from the burning of his great wrath by which his anger was kindled against Judah, with such as Manasseh, the 14th king of Judah in 698 BC, had provoked him. I will remove Judah out of my sight as I have removed Israel. And I will cast this city that I have chosen, and the house of which I have said my name shall be forever. There, I shall be there no longer. This is the word of the Lord. And so begins a downward spiral of kings, not appointed by the Lord, but by rulers of foreign lands. Kings who do not rule by or in the name of the Lord, but of a domineering human power who do what is right and evil in the I not right, excuse me, and evil in the sight of the Lord by giving gold and tribute first to Pharaoh, then to Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, who destroyed the Egyptians. And finally, in 24, 13 through 15, we read, All of the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house, all the gold in the temple of the Lord, carried away, all of it to Babylon, out of Jerusalem, all the officials and the mighty men of valor, 10,000 captives, craftsmen, only the poorest people remained. The word of the Lord. All these things have been foretold in 1 Samuel 8, 11 through 15, when the Lord foretells the destruction and rape of the land and its people. The word goes on to say in 8.17 that, quote, you yourselves will become slaves. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. The word of the Lord. Indeed, the justice of the Lord is sure, righteous, and can be painful. However, in these words of fall, destruction, slavery, there is hope. Where? Where are you saying? Let's look at the word again. In chapter 24, when all had been carried away, quote, none remained except the poorest of the people of the land. And when the remnant is reaped again in 15, 11 through 12, the rest of the people who were left in the city and deserters who had deserted to the king of Babylon together with the rest of the multi multitude, Nebuchadnezzar, 
forgive me for my pronunciation, the captain of the guard carried off into exile. But the captain of the guard left some of the poorest of the land to be vine dressers and plowmen. This is the word of the Lord. I'd like to end on that note of hope and grace. Look who were left, the perceived useless, the gardeners and growers, those who were lowly but essential to God's plan. Maybe I'm going out on a branch here, but didn't a shoot come out from the dry ground they were left to tend? That shoot would re return to save his people, would pay the price of redemption that King Josiah could never pay. He defeated all opposition by his death on a cross and shows us today who our true king is. He is the king of glory. It is he only who will be able to lead his people home one day to, to Jerusalem. That day has not yet come, but it will. In God's own perfect time, it will. In the meantime, brothers and sisters, let us pray to tend to the work at hand until he comes or until you go. Serve King Jesus first and only. Amen. <clears throat>